Hey, what's up, guys? Chris here with Actual Eye Podcast. It's been a minute once again. I've been sporadically putting these podcasts out since I started this thing a couple years ago now. And it's been kind of a fun side hobby, but always something that I've wanted to put more energy into and uh, just never pushed myself on it as much as I could have, honestly. There's also other creative ventures, and I think, you know, I definitely have enjoyed K with the situation, but I also realize I got some people listening. I'm not sure how much uh, or how often I should be putting it out. Uh, I would like to continue feeling that out, and uh, I would definitely like to take more time to just spend here talking to and with those of you that are interested in meditation, in this search to find some greater meaning and truth in our lives. I think we all feel that inside, and I've found meditation to be the single most healing, uplifting, empowering, grounding, everything of all the things that I've tried in this world. It's the one that runs through everything. And our practicing this ancient technique to realize the true nature of ourselves. But I think it's also why, why we're here. But I invite you to find out for yourself. And it's not all butterflies and rainbows. It's... Uh, Though it certainly does make the butterflies and rainbows shine that much more beautifully when we see with eyes unburdened by the inner drama of mind. And less burdened we can be the more that we earnestly meditate. And by earnestly, I don't mean... I don't mean in an effort or effortine kind of way but I mean in an earnest in an honest in a truthful way we come to this space of being this sense of now the sense of me in this moment without the story without all of the scenery of our minds constant commenting and chattering on everything which is okay that's that's what minds do meditation allows us to see our thoughts as they are because we drop the judgment when we're in the correct posture for it it this is the true way of awareness it is in a constant state of natural wonder there's like a a natural affinity for all things because awareness just, it's got to be that open to allow everything in. All of our sensations, sight, sound, smell, taste, all of our emotions, the space for our thoughts to appear in. All things arise within this field of awareness that we inhabit at all times. And it's always been here. And it seems mundane on the surface. And it's immeasurably deep. So, what are we doing here at Actual Lie? We are 
seeking to reveal the true nature of ourselves to ourselves through our own awareness. And we're doing so to know the truth. To come back home. To die before death. To be free. To find peace. This is what we come here for. But if we're holding these objectives in mind while we're doing it, then meditation becomes a doing. And... Well, meditation can't become a doing. What what we're doing becomes a doing. <laughs> we are engaged in a mental activity. And meditation is quite the opposite. It is the surrender of control. It is the letting go of the need to, to partake in the mind's thoughts. Allow them room to come and go as they please. Notice them. Notice the body's experience of thoughts and feelings. So I had a revelation, a little mini revelation, I guess, about how to go forward with the podcast now. Last month, April, was National Poetry Month, and I realized somewhere along the way that (laughs) nobody really cares about poetry not many people, some people but poetry when it's doing its job I think at its very best it is saying something that is essentially true and it's speaking to things that are very hard to put in words alone that, that we have very few ways of speaking to but poetry is one of them. And I've, I've been using poetry as a meditation a lot this past year. And it's, it's, I guess, kind of what most of the poems have become is meditations, moments. And I'm really enjoying this, this way of writing them. It feels very natural and so I'll, I'll be sharing those with you guys, and I'll share a few tonight here. It's 3 o'clock in the morning while I record because I decided I'm going to get over this this writer's block, I guess you would call it, or this podcaster's block, and uh, just get over it. The anchor makes it so easy for me to just plug in the lapel mic, and right through my phone I can record a podcast and send it out to you guys. I think part of the thing that was slowing me down was making it feel kind of like work was that I was doing these little previews for the podcast to post on social media so that it can reach more people but I've gotten better at them um, over time as well and I'm sure that if I commit further time I can continue to streamline that process and and just not be so picky and overthink things that's part of the problem as well I don't want the podcast to be so scripted all the time it can be for specific projects if I like um, but that initial approach that I was taking early on in the podcast was taking way too much time and uh, I'll save that if I ever make a documentary or write a book or something right otherwise I, I just love writing poems and uh, I love making music and I love 
love meditation and sharing the gift of meditation, the invitation to meditation. <laughs> It's a lot of Asians. So, all right, since we're arriving, let's get on with it. Let's do this then. This one doesn't have a title yet. The sky sometimes reflects you. How you cover cold ground with your patterns of leaves and puffs of watery breath suspended high above and in layers of life below, pieces of a quilt yet to be sewn. You are the dance of duality, the embrace of all reality, this mother laying her life upon the ground to dissolve and recorporate is the most patient of all. This father, whose work is to paint the sky, a new masterpiece each day, is the most creative of all. Together, they are us. Together, we are this one thing. The dance of duality, the yin and the yang. And in the embrace of all reality, I, I find these poems, and I find these moments, and we all can. So I'm looking at a tree, and I'm speaking of the tree and earth as like this mother, laying her life upon the ground to dissolve and recorporate. The sky sometimes reflects you, how you cover cold ground with your patterns of leaves, in puffs of watery breath suspended high above, and in layers of life below, pieces of a quilt yet. We speak of the sky, the pure wellspring of creativity, expressing through light, through stars, through space. This earth, the earth from which we spring, we are this one thing, And my PC just died. So we're going to take a quick break while I grab the charger. And we'll read another poem. All right, guys, talk to you shortly. All right, guys, I'm back. So this next poem is called In Song, Ancient and Immortal, from form to form. It tastes new lives, dressing the skies with winged eyes. Turning, they glide, lifting and twirling, unbound, unfurling. They spiral through this Milky Way sky. And if you go on the... Uh, Instagram, oh, I don't know if it's on actual eye anymore. Decided to just keep the poems to my personal site. Um, but there's pictures that go with all these poems. You can definitely find them on my personal, uh, Christopher.Kinley. That's Christopher, spelled like Christopher, dot K-I-N-L-E-Y. Check it out if you want. Um, this one, I believe I was like looking up, and I took a little video because I was like 
catching the leaves and the wind. And right when I took the video, this bird like flew right through the middle of the scene. And I love those moments. So this was a poem about that, these ancient and immortal beings, these beautiful birds that flit about all the time. It's left to the dinosaurs, been around for a while. So ancient and immortal, from form to form. Also immortal because we're all stardust here, right? Just transforming itself into new forms, from form to form. It tastes new lives, dressing the skies with winged eyes. With the eyes that see as one would see when they fly. Dressing the skies with the way that they twirl and spiral around. Super agile if you watch birds, how they can be like spinning down towards a branch and at the last second like they do this like in-air brake maneuver and they'll do like a little spin even out of that sometimes in a cool little curve and then they'll touch right down right where they want to do. I sometimes think that, you know, when a bird flies right in front of your car while you're driving along, like especially through the through wooded areas, I think sometimes they're just doing it for fun. I think that's what they're doing. So here's another poem titled, This One, Autumn Sings. It's gray, then bright. It's washed out and then so full of color. It's a wonder we are not always in awe to have the breath, but lack the breadth to appreciate it all. To have the eyes but not the sight, to claim the mind, yet lack the heart, the dharma of life. Even if only fleetingly we are giving grace to wonder, to direct and to witness the unfolding of infinity, it's something. It's something. Even if only fleetingly we are giving grace to wonder, to have these experiences of awe, this really deep uh, appreciation of, of beauty that is akin to something like communion, a, a sense of oneness with it, a sense of the depth of it, the, the cosmic breadth of it, of a tree, of a bird, the history of it all there in the moment. It's great. And then it's bright, it's washed out, and then it's so full of color. How autumn sings. How life, how existence presents itself to us in this multitude of wondrous and beautiful and inspiring ways. It's a wonder we are not always in awe. To have the breath to breathe, but like the breadth, the, the wideness to appreciate it all to have the eyes but not the sight to claim the mind yet lack the heart the dharma of life the ultimate nature or law of existence is that it is this perfect interrelation of all possibilities interrelations of opposites can't have yin without yang even if only fleetingly. And this is just a gratefulness for life here at the end. 
even if only fleetingly, we are given grace to wonder, to direct and to witness the unfolding of infinity. It's something. We're a part of it. We're a part of the play. So here's one, uh, very short. Trees and leaves, birds and breeze, the sky is poetic, the earth poetic, as one they sing afternoon songs. Flower life makes no difference that it's a cold rainy day. She's in the glory of the sun, capturing the light that even here behind the clouds illumines the world anyway. Makes no difference. That's her disposition. That's her posture, her choice, her orientation of being. Flower life. This one is called Serene. I know that you have smiled when the wind has touched your cheek, how it has known you from every angle, held you perfectly, brushed across every aspect of your face, filled your every pore, and moved away. So that's a poem about how I know that you too have experienced a moment of bliss in your life. Maybe you had just walked outside, and it was a beautiful day, and it dawned on you how beautiful it was and you felt the moment of its beauty like oh how beautiful and then that all how beautiful happens there's this remark within the mind about it and then our mind starts to start you know uh, chatter on again but I like to think of you know when, when something beautiful happens what happens when we don't describe it and we allow it to just be in its beauty which we can be because we are as we are captivated in a state of awe we, there is a sense and this is so innate this is so natural to us that we overlook it but this is what happens if you look there's no thoughts about the self in that moment just the experience of beauty that's a little snippet of, of something akin to a Satori experience the term enlightenment, what the term enlightenment points to. What we're pointing to here as we discover the actual I. We allow ourselves to be in our most authentic selves with nothing held back. And our heart's greatest intent helping us forward. I know that you have smiled when the wind has touched your cheek. On a beautiful day when it was a nice breeze and you felt this feeling of peace. How the wind, how it knows us from every angle and it holds us perfectly. And it'll brush across every aspect of one's face, fill in every pore, and then move away. I'm going to know that life is transient as well and appreciate that come to not just accept but embrace that 
and allows existence, it allows appreciation. It's, it's like that old saying, a rose is beautiful because it dies. It doesn't last forever. Beauty can be painful, but we can stay in the root of it. We can stay in the ground of it, the source of our pain. It always stems from love. If we find that root, even our sadness can be beautiful. And even if happiness can't reach us in that moment, at least it can be meaningful. And meaning is, is even more fulfilling than happiness. <laughs> and that's, that's a wonderful thing. That's a very sweet thing to discover. So here's a poem called Devoted. Can you see vividly the body of earth as it breathes? Have you sensed intrinsically the vibrancy of trees? How vital their rootedness, how devoted every movement of their leaves. We follow the sun together, the wind, the woods, wings, hands, and hooves, welcoming the weather, willful and unfettered, handling hindrances as though they were entrances into a new world of freedom. As we awaken into life evermore, we start to see Not in some strange, fanciful, supernatural sense, but in a very intrinsic way. The vibrancy of things. The livingness of earth. The vitalness of trees' rootedness. The depth of devotion to the movement of every movement of their leaves the growth of their branches, how we follow the sun together, we, animals, humans, trees, plants, the wind, the woods, the wings, the hands, the hooves, welcoming the weather, welcoming the weather. We're still discovering ourselves. Here is Earth's most advanced species, but I would also like to say outgrowth of, of this planet, which we are. We are made of the parts of this Earth and the parts of the stars that the atoms exploded out from that we are made of. All of this is coalesced into this bright burning ball of plasma that is the sun, that is our Earth the moon, the planets, and over time, the bright burning balls of plasma that were smaller cooled off, formed hard outer crusts. Those crusts broke up over time, over eons. Here, because of a lot of fungal growth, turning it into soil for plants to grow over time, resulting in life. That's a fascinating thing to think about the age of Earth when there were mushrooms that were apparently 20, 50 feet tall, maybe closer to 20-ish. I don't know if they got up to 50. 
I know I've heard the number 20, but yeah, giant mushrooms all over the planet before there were even plants. And when mushrooms decompose, they actually release chemicals that break up, help break up rock. And so over eons, turn that rock into soil, plants grew, animals developed over further eons. And it came to us. Now we look back at the stars from whence we came and we wonder. And you see that wonderment in every child's eyes. It's our most natural state. Before we burden ourselves with the attachment to the ideas of who we are. We build up these shields against the world to protect us and these personages to try and reflect how we want to be seen because we're afraid of not being seen. And why are we afraid? But because we want to matter. We want to do this thing right while we're still here. So we're riding on this fear of death, aren't we all? Especially right now, maybe not so much so. Uh, where I stand on this whole coronavirus thing's not really that important. I am interested in people that are in, that would like to just discuss it to find out together what's the best way to respond. Uh, responsibly and without over responding uh, or under under responding but but just a measured response uh, as that that is equal to the actual numbers that we're seeing and the danger um, posed by the event and I do think that we should be wary of those in a positions of authority or power that would seek to scramble for control in this time. It's not an uncommon thing to happen in, in times like these, but uh, I don't want to be alarmist either. I think that we are much more resilient and creative than we give ourselves credit for. And there's this upsurge of fortuitous, I would say, hopeful things happening that I look forward to sharing with you guys. I can bring one up right now. I watched a session. Uh, it's kind of like psycho- psychotherapy. And it's kind of like um, this almost like a, a radical honesty kind of a session, like a group circling is what they call it. Speaking in as open and honest a way as we can with others in such a way that we're reflecting back, okay, I think what you just said was this, and it feels like you meant this, and so that we're really creating a very deep rapport with where each other are at, and we're seeing where it takes us, and there's this almost like a third thing that comes in to the conversation that we notice as a, this is kind of like an undeveloped human potential. It's built into us as social beings, this capacity, um, it seems, to be able to really think together in a very effective way that allows us to have a very thorough, successful, useful, helpful 
conversation, and, and this can be used beyond psychotherapeutic uh, situations. It can be used to solve our greatest problems and crises. And instead of taking on a rivalrous approach to debating one another, we recognize, hey, we're in the same boat here. We're looking at the same problem. Let's just get pragmatic and try and figure this thing out together. This is what I'm seeing. What are you seeing? Let's understand each other's concerns and needs and wants and beliefs and not be so quick to dismiss and judge. I know I'm sounding preachy now, but it's, it's, this is a very divisive time. And it's something that I've been concerned about since I was young, seeing us fractionate. And, and always seeing how close that kind of danger was for us as humans, yet how full of potential, how, how innately awesome we actually are. I'm just kind of talking now. I'm babbling. Guys, it's late. I'm going to get some sleep. It's good to be doing this again. I've been missing honest, authentic communication and also share the art of meditation and self-inquiry and that willingness to let go fully to dive headfirst into life so I hope y'all are well and I hope y'all are hanging in there I think we're going to get past this just fine and we come together and lift each other up. We'll get past you even faster. So let's keep on, guys. Love you all. Talk to you soon.